Hello and welcome to Invisible Not Broken. For a special summer episode. Yes. Uh, today, <laughs> our topic today is going to be travel and disability. I mean, to be fair, not necessarily just summer, but yeah. since a lot of you are thinking of your summer trips, we thought we'd cover not just travel and disability, but also family and yeah. traveling to see family. So hey, listen to this again in the winter. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to mention first that I did I did a blog series for us where I had traveled with my husband to... London, Switzerland, Sweden, back to London, and to India, and then home. And I blogged about each day how the trip went. Um, so uh, we'll drop a link at the end of this podcast so you can go back and read that entire thing and see the trials and travails as I traveled around the world. So because Disability traveling is... I mean, yeah. if you think regular travel is challenging, um, disability with mobility issues and yeah, food and issues. Food issues especially, because, <laughs> you know, you go to a foreign country and... Hey, yeah, I'm in India. Everything's made with ghee, which is a kind of butter. Okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll kind of start with before you travel. So things you should take care of or think about before you actually start traveling. Um, one of the things that... Um, so I take uh, two medications a day that I have to take. Um, and the rule of thumb I try and go with when I'm traveling is to take... At least three to five extra days with me because you never know. Oh, your plane got delayed. Your plane was grounded. You're stuck in an airport because of bad weather. Whatever. So you want to make sure you always, always take extra meds with you and keep them on you. Do not, <laughs> do not ever put your meds in check luggage because TSA and who knows who else goes through your luggage and you really don't want those meds going bye bye. I mean, not just that, but I mean, how many times have you heard about someone's luggage being, being rerouted lost. somewhere or yeah. lost? And um, to replace medicine, even here in the United States, especially with the medicine I'm on, is yeah. incredibly traumatic. Yes. Let alone, well, I guess the medicine I need in other countries is actually over the counter. So Some of it, it is, yeah. It really is bad, but. Um, and so I use a daily pill sorter where I, I put all my stuff in for every day. And the one I travel with it actually has enough slots for three weeks. Um, which I tend to fill it all the way up even when I'm going away for two weeks. You're so fancy. I know. Um, but um, I've had people tell me that they're afraid they, to travel with their pills, that they have to take all the original pill bottles with them. And I never do that. I know, but legally you have to. Legally, you, legally you're supposed to. What I did to get around that is... <laughs> yes, you're so good at this. What I, I, and I, and I'm, I What rule-breaking did you find? <laughs> so... To to be fair, I travel a lot, and I always travel with my pill things full in my checked luggage. But what I do do mm -hmm. is I went through and everything I take, including my vitamin D, my multivitamin, stuff like this, I take a picture of the pill and the bottle together on my phone, and I keep it in a separate directory called Daily Pills. That way, if I ever get questioned, what are these things in here, I can show them the pill and the bottle for each one of the pills that are in there. See, and, and now I'm going to go over to privilege because of how we look. We can usually get away with anything that goes around or sideways, but there are other people who yeah. are like, if you want like a weird example, when my dad was traveling in the seventies, mm -hmm. he had the long, well, he had like kind of like the fro, but like the long, long <laughs> hair. And because he was a hippie, he would get completely searched. Everything he did that was legal was like switched around a little bit in different kinds of airports and different places. So, you know, really take the temperature of the water. I, the worst, like, it's not fair. It's not right. It's not okay. But you also don't want your entire vacation ruined. So right. 
whatever you need to do to stay within the lines and make sure you don't, you know, end up in a back room with a nice TSA agent with cold hands. You just, yeah, well. uh, okay, maybe for you, but for <laughs> other people who do not have such fantasies, this wow. is not a fun thing. I'm being just, I'm being totally just dissed oh. right here. Well, for some reason, I have like the please, like strip search me face. So every time I go through anything, because you have a big bosom. Okay, yeah. See, seriously, Jessica Rabbit has nothing on me. But every <laughs> time I've gone through the TSA, I get completely searched, frisked to a level that I feel like they should have bought me dinner first. Wow. I know, and I, I like. I would kill for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna leave that there. <laughs> we'll walk away. No, I. I to be fair, I have uh, something called Global Entry, which I applied for. Yeah. Which makes getting through security really, really nice. It, it's like $200 for five years. So it's, you know, not horrible, but not great. Um, but the nice thing about it is it allows you to, um, when you're traveling, you automatically get TSA pre-check if it's available. So you get to go through the shorter line where you don't take your shoes off, don't take your jacket off, stuff like that. Don't take your laptops out. Um, and when you come back to the U.S. from being abroad, you, instead of getting that long ass line where you wait and wait and wait to go talk to a person, you just walk up to a little kiosk, push a bunch of buttons on the touch screen, it prints that thing, you walk up, you show it to somebody and you leave. Okay, so for all of you who are driving who are like, oh my god, I didn't even know about that, I'm putting it in our show notes. I will put it at the very top, which will say recommendations. You can go directly to this. I am not one of the cool people who knew about this, so I'm writing it down. I found out about it when I was working in software because we were traveling a lot and my one of my coworkers like oh god ever since i got this you know and she was talking it up and to give you an example of how much a difference it can make and and for someone like me who can't stand for long periods it's a godsend but david and i got it and scott hadn't Oi. and he's like i don't know if i need it i don't even and we were traveling out of the country david and i went through security cuz we had tsa precheck uh-huh. got clear down to the gate to see where we were going and then came back and met him as he came out of security that sounds about right yeah and one time coming home with one of David's coworkers, we got through um, passport control, got our luggage, and got home from SFO before they were through passport control. And that's a half-hour drive. So not only did we get <laughs> through there and get our luggage and got home before his coworker even got through passport control. That's okay. when she got it. <laughs> so just to like break this down for everyone, if you listen to nothing else we say during this podcast, remember this one thing. Uh, what was it? Global again? Entry. Global Entry. And again, uh, we, we are not paid by Global Entry. But hey, Global Entry, if you would like to sponsor us. Well, that's a government organization, so. Ah, well, still, they could sponsor us. Uh, but, <laughs> we, um, what I'm saying is we have no stake in this. This, yeah. this actually will save you a and lot And this is only time. if you're an American. But, and only if you travel out, it's, it's, you can get the TSA pre-check without it. Um, there's a way to get that just separately. So if you travel domestically only, but if you travel out of the country more than once a year or at least, at least once a year, it's worth it in the amount of time you're standing. Or Hey, if you feel lonely and the TSA agents are hot, go for it. I mean, <laughs> we don't judge. We, <laughs> oh my God. We judge. All right. So <laughs> continuing on. Ah. You know Kyrus is done with me when he says continue on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see, where was I? Um, you were at oh, right. always keep your pills on your person, which we said before, but I think it needs to be said again because even if you're like, so for me, one of the big things is, is I travel super light. I travel with a backpack, nothing else, doesn't matter how long I'm gone. Hmm. Only backpack. 
Couldn't do it. I, <laughs> I have a CPAP, so I have I have extra equipment that I have to take. Uh, yeah, but you also, I think, own like three times the amount of shoes that I own. No, those are David's. No. Oh, no, no. God, no. They have like this entire wall that like, ah, most people ah, have like ah, a wall ah. of books, like a bookshelf, but no, this is a we wall have those of too. shoes. Yes, they have very good books, but, but I, I have, just love that there's a wall so of there's, shoes. There's 10 shelves there. <laughs> One shelf is Scott's, two is mine, and the rest are David's. So don't even, no, 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 no. Oh, David does have very pretty shoes. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> but what I was trying to say is um, I always carry also a small purse with me because I cannot put my meds in with my backpack because I can't stand up during the flight. And right. I certainly cannot pull a thing down without, you know, <laughs> looking like a, you know, dolly-esque sculpture so <laughs> if you have mobility issues and getting in and out of your seat you don't even want to bring it with carry-on that would go on the top you want yeah. to have it actually on your body like if i'm traveling in the winter i always travel with this giant coat that has tons of pockets and i just like put all my meds in my pockets to travel <laughs> but she it, looks like a dealer i totally know i look like a flasher it's like one of those like <laughs> <laughs> It's always like really long coats, but it's a travel coat, so it has like these special pockets, like hidden pockets all over oh, the place. So yeah, especially with the drugs I have in there. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, I don't know, you know, we didn't put this in here, but I, I want to just bring back just for a second because we talk about medical marijuana so much. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of friends who actually bring it with them when they travel. I am not so uh -uh. great. No, 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 no. Um, I am not the person who does this. I would not do it. And here's the reason if you don't know or you're your state has not quite caught up with humanity and empathy yet. Um, not that I'm judgmental at all. Um, but uh, illegal in some states, not legal in the United States. Right. And since the airport is a federally regulated place and no one's, as far as I know, there's been no arrests made for medical marijuana being on someone. You don't want to be the first, I don't think. Um, yeah, in the current climate, I wouldn't really not risk it. Yeah, if it had been like three years ago, I probably wouldn't be as frightened to do it. But um, no, I don't travel with it at all. Yeah, me either. Um, for, thankfully, most of my traveling is up to Washington or Oregon. So hey, right. I can pretty much just get out of the airport and get some. But it's um, it's not something I've been willing to. If I didn't have kids, I probably would just because I would be the one who would want to like. I, some things need I'm, to be yelled about. And I'm good at true. yelling. True. I just don't feel like spending time in jail. Well, yeah, good point. The food's bad. Right. <laughs> um, right so, so that's anyway. my one little sideline. See, we had gone like five minutes and I didn't sideline you. Aren't you proud? Just a little? No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the next thing I wanted to cover is when you make your travel reservations, make sure you tell your travel provider any accommodations you need when you purchase your tickets. So, like, for me, I make sure to tell them that I'm allergic to dairy and see if they have any non-dairy food options. Um, if you need, uh, when, when Orion and I travel together, we make sure that, you know, she, because she's a, a bit larger woman, we have to get her two seats because she can't get the belt. She can fit in one, but she can't get the belt closed, so they require her to buy two seats. Um, and any kind of... Uh, she has a, a walker that she uses, so we have to make sure that they have a wheelchair ready for her and stuff like this. So all those things are things you need to make sure that they're aware of up front because the last thing you want to do is get there the day of and they're like, oh, well, we can't get you a wheelchair. We can't, you know, you're on a 15-hour flight and we don't have any food for you. You know, this can happen to you even if you do everything. <laughs> United. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, yeah. a cough. Uh, I had <coughs> ordered mine, and still, they didn't have it for me. I had to wait 45 minutes mm -hmm. at the gate waiting for someone in 
yeah, Georgia to bring me a wheelchair. Yep. It was fun. Highly entertaining. I'm sure. The pilot was fun. I bet. Nice to chat with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you'll probably be sitting for a long period of time whenever you're traveling, so plan accordingly. Wear warm clothes, wear comfortable clothes, uh, sweats if possible. Um, I tend to, when I'm flying, uh, take compression socks and warm socks. I put the compression socks on to keep my, all the blood from settling in my legs, and then I put warm socks over top of them so my feet don't get cold, because invariably on long flights, I have to kick my shoes off because my feet swell, and, or even on long car drives for that matter, but... The, the air on the airplanes is either stiflingly hot or frigid. There is no middle ground. For all of my wonderful POTS friends um, and anyone who might need to take medication while on the flight, like sudden pain, whatever you might need to uh, do, my first thing I do is I go right to past security to a place where I can buy Bottle coconut water. water. Yeah. <laughs> well, coconut water, because um, for people with POTS, that's like okay. <laughs> you want coconut water or Gatorade or something that can replenish. Right. And you want to bring it with you on the flight because yes. you could get, I've been delayed up to two hours where it was two hours before we took off and yeah. we were just stuck there. And of course I had like popped out a rib and I needed to like take pain meds. So You? No! Magically popping out a rib? What? Oh, I can't believe it. What? That happens to people? Oh my God. Yeah. So having the, the things that you might need to eat, like if you have meds that you will need to take at a certain time, you might want to just grab like a kind bar or yeah. something else to have in your in your on your person, not in your luggage, but on mm-hmm. your person there just in case. Big fan of the just in case packing. Yes. Even if I do only get it all done in one backpack. I hate you. <laughs> um so the next item on my my thoroughly detailed list that we always Which ignore. I completely ignore. <laughs> um you can do a lot of research in advance for things you need near where you're staying, like say dialysis. Um, oxygen rental, um, one of my exes, his mom was on oxygen. Mm-hmm. So when we would travel with her, you know, we would cruise with her and we had to do all the research on finding, cause we flew to, uh, to San Diego and then got on a cruise and we had to figure out how to, where to get oxygen in San Diego for her cause she couldn't fly with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all those things you, you really want to take your time and, um, investigate in advance and just because you're in the united states doesn't mean that ada applies completely there's been plenty of places i've traveled to in the united states where i was shocked at how or what qualified as ada compliant that's always fun i I call it the wheelchair x games because Mm. (laughs) where's the door it's clear around over here back there out of the way not just that but like 30 degrees is actually pretty fucking steep Yes. Um, but there's a lot of places that really fool around with that 30 degrees where it's just like a straight drop mm-hmm. or they'll just put a ramp over stairs. Mm-hmm. Is that, that should be okay. I've actually found better accommodations in Italy than I found oh, yeah. in the United States. But even, especially when you're traveling other places, um, that have like cobblestone roads, these are things to, to find out more about. Out before you travel to yes. other countries, other states. Um, and another thing, especially someone like Monica here, who, you know, how she is from day one to day two can be vastly different. <laughs> I was talking about your, your condition, <laughs> not your attitude. Very, very bitchy and snarky. <laughs> um, is getting in travel insurance when you're traveling so that, you know, yeah. if something comes up and you dislocate too bad and you can't travel, that you don't earn out all that money. See, I've never actually, even dislocating worse than I should have gone, I've still gone. But yes, absolutely. Color me surprised. (laughs) 
had two rats. I actually dislocated my rib at the airport. Completely like horror movie rib hanging all the way forward. And the agent, when I went to them, like, see if maybe there was a doctor in the airport or, you know, maybe an ace bandage. I could have told me it was not her problem and walked away. <laughs> United. I'm sorry, that's cold. <laughs> um, also, there is an app again. We're not supported by them, but I want to give them a plug called Gate Guru, which actually gives you the layout and where uh, different, like, it shows the layout of the entire airport for, like, dozens of airports mm -hmm. around the world and shows, like, where the food is, where this is, where the facilities are. Bathrooms. Yes. So you always all that. want to know where those are. And in that way you can know in advance that, okay, when I get off this plane, um, you know, where here's where the bathrooms are, here's where this is, here's where that is. It's very handy. When I was in Frankfurt, I was only going through fairly, fairly quickly, and I looked when I landed. I had it had already preloaded it, and I looked, okay, so it says we're coming into this gate. All right, here's the nearest bathroom, so I can get over there really fast. It's also good to find out what amenities each airport has, because yes. some of them are like, San Francisco has entire, like, lovely restaurants. They have a yoga room where you could, I don't know, just do corpse pose for an hour. <laughs> hey, yoga corpse pose is a serious thing. You just lay down and close your eyes. <laughs> You're doing yoga. Sure. Someone who does yoga, please back me up on this. <laughs> um, also, nothing to be aware of is investigate uh, physician availability and where you're going to be traveling, what kind of, what, what, goes on with um, healthcare, and we've got a link we'll be dropping in called Healthcare Abroad Yay. that talks about uh, how to find out what's available in different areas when you're traveling abroad. And when we traveled to France, one of the best things I ever found was that it was like, a, stop giving me that, like, just because they like butter there, stop it. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I have been to France more than once, and both times I got sick because butter is in everything there. I swear they butter the seats. It's yummy. <laughs> it's so yummy. Uh, but they have the green, um, I think it's the green cross. And that was like the pharmacy. So there's like yeah. a neon sign everywhere I went. And even though my French is appalling, absolutely appalling, I was still able to, with sign language, the most entertaining miming you've ever seen, <laughs> be able to get some help just from the pharmacist there. It was it was a very cool thing. When, when I was, as, as in the blog post, I've actually got a picture of it. But when I was traveling in Switzerland, the name of the pharmacy was Gesundheitarianum or Arianum. Yes. Gesundheitarium. <laughs> and it's like, that's hilarious. I know what it is because I hear, you know, I know Gesundheit means. It, very helpful. So and this time I was not the person to get us off track because you missed a really important one. I haven't missed anything. You did. Number nine. Don't be afraid to schedule in days to rest and recover. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, when I when I did the big trip, it was two weeks. We went to London, Switzerland, Sweden, back to London for one night, and then to India. In two weeks, we did all that traveling. Um, I made a point to schedule in a day where I knew I wasn't doing jack squat so that I could recover. I suck at that so bad. And and it's when it I've gotten pretty good at it because since since I've been traveling more in the last few years, I've gotten really good at being okay. If I do this, we're going to go to the Vatican today. Tomorrow, I'm going to need a day to rest because I'm not going to be able to walk. I, I'm so bad at not just going to the wall with things. Like, I, yeah, I know. Color me surprised. Yes. Hey, I used to do that. And then I realized that it made me miserable and make me hate traveling. And so I started learning to 
okay, schedule it, schedule it so that you know that, okay, we're going to do something different, but it doesn't require a lot of travel. Like, you know, the guys went out and got lunch and brought it back and we just stayed at the house and we actually watched friend, Friends in Rome. Friends should be watched everywhere. <laughs> it was in, it was in Italian too, which made it even more funny. Um, when we went to, um, we took my then 10 year old to London and Paris and we had a late check in, which was a bad idea. Like if you're sick, see if there's any way you can get a check in earlier because that would have made so much of a difference for us to have been able to like get off of an international flight and go mm -hmm. lay down. But instead we went to one of the museums. So this was before mm. I'd been diagnosed with POTS. So we didn't know that that was a thing. I ended up unconscious on a bench for, I'm going to say it was probably about an hour and a half to two hours. It shows you how wonderful the guys were, though. They were gone. <laughs> no one checked in on me. I just woke up on a bench going, it's probably better ideas than just being. So Hopefully, you, know, you still had in. your everything with you. I had everything with me. Apparently, London is a wonderful city. And the everything was fine but if we had had an early check-in that would have been really nice to have yeah, gone we, off we try of the flight and almost always either get an early check-in or we make sure we're flying in late enough that we can just check in right away yeah that, that would have been smarter um if you travel with a wheelchair or any other kind of um you are brave mobility device <laughs> um it's a good idea to have um uh, this is something i encountered when i was doing research for this podcast that it's a good idea to have spare parts and possibly someone who knows how to um, do minor maintenance on them because it's, I heard from far too many people who use assistive mobility devices that the airline has broken them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My wheelchair costs $12,000 and there's no way I'm bringing it on a flight. I've talked to friends who have worked with the airlines who t begged me not to bring it on because they just get thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some make you disassemble things. Yeah, that would have been fun to watch. Um, also, mine's got the battery. I forgot what kind of battery that is. Uh, uh, Lithium-ion. Lithium yeah. So I don't even know if I'm even allowed to bring that battery, even though it's like a few thousand dollar battery. I don't even think I'm allowed to bring it onto the plane. I think it has to go underneath. Yeah, and I think so. And if that got damaged, that would have been expensive, dangerous for everyone involved. The airlines really need to get more ADA compliant. It's, yeah. It's too difficult to travel with assisted devices. The airlines should be making this much better. Yeah, and then you know, then you have the opposite thing, which was our part of one of our previous discussions about how people are trying gaming the system to take their pets with them. So you know, uh, it's like you can't yeah. win for losing. Well, I mean, that's not them making it more ADA compliant. That's them like we want fuzzy things on. Well, no, they're they're trying to be ADA compliant, but people are just abusing the systems. What I mean. Okay, but. If they're going to pick one thing to be I, ADA compliant on, not arguing. they could have easily just said, we will only accept service animals to come on board. Not arguing. And then they could have focused on, hey, we're going to make it much easier for people with wheelchairs to come on and put the focus on See, the, like, thing is, the actual could, physical barriers to people traveling. They could very easily make it, you know, by taking out a couple seats and putting in, you know, having a way to remove certain seats and put in places to lock the chairs in. Oh, that'd be so nice. My wheelchair is so much more comfortable than those seats. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be. I mean, they do it on buses and stuff. Why couldn't they do it on a plane? Yeah, yeah. You hear that, airplane owners? That, <laughs> this so, is what you could do. So, um, and they could also bring it back to just service animals, not emotional support animals, but just service animals like restaurants, like grocery stores, so that people who have dog allergies are 
you know, absolutely unnecessarily dying inside the or airplane. Or people who are definitely afraid of dogs. Or snakes. Someone had a support snake. Are you fucking kidding me? You would have needed an EMT to bring me back to life if that person was sitting next to me. I like snakes. They're adorable on TV. I used to have snakes. So Great. No. Very anyway, cute. So glad they're not over here. Back to our topic. <laughs> because we're not even through the first of our things and we're already a half hour in here almost. I've been so good. I even brought you back on topic. Shush. No, I'm bringing so, you back forever. I know you will. So, to recap, um, before you travel, research, research, research. Everything. Have as much information as possible. So the next topic... Um, is actually getting there. So once you've got your tickets, once you've got everything organized, um, some uh, guidelines, some helpful tips for traveling. Um, no matter what mode you're running, planes, trains, or automobiles, um, noise-canceling headphones are good because there's either the noise of the plane, noise of the train, or road noise, or maybe people you're riding with that you want to shut out. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Make sure you have comfortable clothes, definitely. Um, shoes that are easy to take off and put back on because no matter what any of those, you're going to be sitting for long periods of time. You're going to probably want to kick your shoes off for a bit. Um, and backup batteries and power cables for all your electronics because I don't know about you, but when I'm hurting a lot, I tend to dig into either watching something, uh, playing a game, whatever, to distract myself from my pain. And not just that, but I'm terrified to fly. Like, absolutely really? terrified to fly. And I have to distract myself when the plane's taking off. Oh, wow. I absolutely cannot handle it. Liam, I, my son, even had, like, little, like, markings because <laughs> I grabbed his <laughs> arm when we took off. He won't sit next to me on flights. I can't say the blame him. I know. <laughs> my husband's the only one. Yeah. Um, for cars, my one of my favorite things is pillows. I tend to put a pillow against the window win, window in the back seat and fall asleep. <laughs> not sleep in cars. Oh. Um, I would say also, like, the... Um, the complete blinders, like the oh, like the a sleep mask. mask. Yeah, but not even sleep masks. They're almost like three D. Like they, they almost look like egg cups. Like they go over the eyes. So I don't think I've seen those. I love them, but they block out all light. So if okay. you just need to really tell the person next to you to shut up, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and these are especially great when you're traveling with family. Um, <laughs> that's our next topic. Never mind. Seriously, I promise you guys, we're going to get to that. <laughs> um. Uh. If you don't have noise-canceling headphones, earplugs work. Um, and then with planes, one of the things that I find invaluable for me on planes is a light jacket because it can be you, it can be sweltering, it can be ice cold on a plane. It just depends on the time, and you want that jacket you can take on, take off, or put on, or cover your legs with, or whatever. Um, snacks and bottled water. I cannot stress enough too. Take snacks with you on a plane. Take bottle you know buy a bottle of water and take it with you on the plane you can't take it through tsa but even you can even take like a, a refillable bottle and a lot of places have places to fill them up anymore they have a little station where you can just pop your your water bottle in and get water and uh one of those travel neck pillows so that you can try and get some sleep on a flight because that'll help with your anxiety if you just pass out my mom um also hates flying and she used to get drunk every time she flew so that she wow would... i have new goals <laughs> She, she would she would show up and she was just sobering up when she would land, but she would she would always get drunk when she flew because she hated flying so bad. That's that's a story for another time, my friend. Yes, I know, I know. <laughs> and for my fellow zebras, um, if you do not want to bring a suitcase full of different um, braces because those are big, bulky, and they are pain in the ass to get through TSA, please trust me on that. 
um, bring a whole bunch of the ace bandages with you because you can usually like splint stuff up and ace bandage it pretty, pretty easily. I'm a big fan of the ace bandage. Mm -hmm. I go mummy. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. Oh, mummy style. <laughs> So it worked for the Egyptians. If it was good enough for Cleopatra, it's good enough for me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so um, once you arrive at your destination, like Monica said, you know, try for early check-in or arrive late enough that you can check in right away so you can go to your hotel and relax for a little bit after all the traveling. If you um, have a wheelchair, make sure you can get service from the airport to the place you're going that has room in the back for your walking aids. Yes. That's a big issue. Yeah, when Orion and I went to a writing convention down in L.A., we took an Uber from the airport, and I actually had to order one of the big XL Ubers so that we could put her walker in it. Yeah, see our other podcast on the extra cost of chronic illness. Right. Um, so, thankfully, most airlines, most airports, um, everywhere I've been in the world, have had... Like a service you can where they'll meet you at the at the um, desk when you check in with a wheelchair and wheel you to the plane, pick you up and take you to security through everything. That is invaluable and it's free. I had the worst experience with that, but you're right. It's, it's wonderful when it, when you have nice, kind people wheeling you. I've had bad experiences too, but I, out of all the times I've used it, I've had two bad experiences out of like. Three dozen and good as ones. Bad of the experience I had, it was much better than if I had tried to walk. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, it, it's you know, always ask about that, always inquire about that. You know, like me, I can't stand for long periods of time, and so I knew trying to get through security, trying to get through customs stuff like this. When I was in India, oh my god, there were the line was. We got in at like one in the morning, and the line was three hours long. Or you could go my route and just turn visibly gray and green and swoon. And it's amazing how fast someone will come with a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the best way to do it because you don't need to give everybody else a heart attack, you know. I didn't mean to. It was not pretty. I didn't know I had pots at that time. And we had been standing up for like 15 minutes straight in like Venice heat. And I just turned gray, ah. green and just like went all like Victorian old-fashioned swoon. And, you, you know... It's, I had a hard time the first time I, I used the service to push me around because I'm like, I can walk, I can walk, which I can walk. I can't stand for long periods of time. There's a difference there, yes. And like the standing in those lines is far worse than if you have to walk from one. So if you see someone in a wheelchair, like going through, they were not just trying to like break through the lines. It is way harder for people with heart conditions or leg pain to just stand there than to move quickly through something. Yes. And um, I've, I almost turned it down one of the times that they offered it to me when I was in um, London. They offered it to me when I was checking in to go to my flight. And I did not realize how far it was to go to our gate. And if I had, I mean, even though I can walk, that's a, that was a long way for me to go. And I don't think I would have been useless by the time I got to the plane. Here, take all my spoons. <laughs> And, and um, it's not anything about you. Just, you know, you're trying to have a good time. You're trying to enjoy your travel. Don't kill yourself in the airport just trying to get from point A to point B 
so that you can't enjoy the rest of your vacation. Yeah, traveling is exhausting enough. You want some spoons left for that vacation. Yes. Um, and I keep wanting to say something. Keep, it keeps eluding me. I, it's, That's his nice way of saying I keep interrupting him. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I think about it, and then I'm in the middle of a sentence, and by the time I finish the sentence, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, it's I get foggy, too. Seriously, we're not that old, folks. I mean, we sound like we're like. Well, I just 80s. turned. I just got older. <laughs> well, he's older than me, so. Yes, I just turned forty-nine on Tuesday. <laughs> um. So, uh, something I was going to say about the 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 <clears throat> being in the airport, using the wheelchair, and it's eluding me. It'll come back to me later. Um. If you have any kind of food allergies, plan ahead and have uh, your own food until you reach your final destination. Um, cause even the times when I knew, okay, well, there's a such and such restaurant I can eat at this, at this airport. Cause I've been through there multiple times. Yeah. I thought, okay, you know, I'll just not eat on this flight cause there's no non-dairy option on this flight. I'll eat when we get to the destination. We got there and they were under construction. So that place wasn't there anymore and there wasn't any place safe for me to eat. So then I had to wait another three hours. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm a big fan of boys just having food on you. Yes. Um, makes you look kind of like a, you know, pack rat hobo, but hey. No, no, no. I look like a soccer mom. I mean, I'm allowed to have a purse full of food and weird medical supplies. <laughs> I just um, look like the, every other suburban mom out there. I No, I wouldn't say you look like every other suburban mom out okay, there. Okay, I have but... a few more tattoos, but. <laughs> um, so the next thing we had was dealing with friends and family over travel. Okay, yeah. All right, so <laughs> I don't know, should you trigger warnings for this one? <laughs> Friends and family are complicated. Shake, you know, you put that in just like plain font, and I was like, really? if I had done this, it would have been like violently pink colored and in like 80 point font. <laughs> yeah, so family, uh, honestly, friends and family can be complicated. They've known you a long time, and they may not realize all the things you have to deal with. And maybe clueless about things you need for accommodation. I've mentioned on that our was podcast... the kindest way to put that. That was assuming the absolute best about the people around you. Well, so my experience on this was, you know, my mom hadn't lived with me since I had since my dairy allergy came up. And I've mentioned this in a previous podcast where she's like, here, try this. I'm like, what's in it? And she just was all over me about being picky and everything else. I'm like, no, what's in it? Well, you know, I said, is there any dairy? No, no, of course there's no dairy. And then... She lists off butter and caramel and stuff like this. And they're like, yeah, that will make me sick. Oh, right. I forgot. Yes, I know you forgot. <laughs> and yeah, Well-meaning as can be, but still clueless. And, you know, I, I try to not assume malice. I try to be a better person. I work very hard on it. <laughs> oh, you don't. <laughs> I'm so much more fun being wicked, though. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, if you're going to be staying with friends and family when you travel... Um, make sure you're really, really clear up front about what your limitations are. Um, I have, um, because of my knee, I have trouble getting up and down off the floor without a major deal. Um, and I was staying with a friend once and they had me on an air mattress on the floor. And it's like, I could get, I could kind of pretty much collapse on it, but trying to get back up was a trick. And when I had tried to get back up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I nearly wet myself. I was thinking of like a little armadillo put like on its back. Yeah, pretty much. That's how I kind of felt. Like a turtle or an armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm trying to get off this thing. So I rolled off onto the floor and then I was trying to find something to grab onto in the middle of the night to get up to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, there's nothing within within range that I can grab onto that doesn't just give way underneath me. Because the air mattress was no help. No. 
And people may also plan for different kinds of trips or outings that you might not be physically capable of. Yeah. You know, like yeah, climbing up lots of stairs or oh, yeah, long, with... long walking tours. Or <laughs> Yeah, as my knee has gotten progressively worse, stairs have gotten harder and harder for me and we did, we get together with David's family every year for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and the last year, the house we were in year before last had lots and lots of stairs, and it's like I couldn't do that. So the one we're renting this year, when we get together, someone actually has a built-in elevator. I love it. Oh, that is a whole other level of bougie. <laughs> I know, I know. But my in-laws are the sweetest, most lovely, wonderful people in the world, and their house has this entire flight of stairs I have to get up to get to the front door. And it is, and getting up is bad. Watching me leave should be a comedy routine. <laughs> and they all stand and watch it. Like, they're so concerned, and they are. They are Unless so concerned. They should just get you a sled and let you slide down the stairs. But the... The concern is almost worse. I would rather they be snarky and be taking bets on if I'm going to fall. Like, that would be funny. I could at least laugh through that. But, like, the the worry and concern, like, it just... Hovering. It makes me feel so... Like, I need to make it okay. Like, But try to head off any potential problems by, like I said, being very clear up front with, I need this kind oh, of... Oh, I've got one for you. Mm. Make sure that you are at a place where cleaning yourself is possible. Because if you Ooh. have, like, one of those big step-in tubs, you might not be able to step in or step out. Yes. If you need a bench in the shower, you can always get down to Walgreens if you're in the mm -hmm. United States or some other, like, discount store. And you can get a plastic little fold-out yep. chair. But make sure you can clean yourself. It's not going to be fun after like five or six days of like marinating. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Um, and as as rough or horrible as it sounds, plan before you go to have a backup plan. Like look at hotels or whatever in the area. Like if you get there and you realize that the accommodations they have for you, the bed is not, you can't physically get on and off the bed for whatever reason, whether it's too high, too low. If they you can't get in another shower, don't wait till you're in that situation. Then try and panic and find a place to stay. You said that so much nicer than what I wrote down. I know. <laughs> um, but try and have that research done in advance. That way, okay, well, this isn't going to work. I'm going to call this hotel that I already know about that's not too far away that I can make a reservation for. Do you see how nice he said that? I said you need to do that so you could avoid jail time. But he was assuming the best. <laughs> I guess that. <laughs> and you were saying this is really important um, because I live in a pretty close bubble. It's I have very few people I see every day, and they all are very familiar with what goes down, and they know that I might be walking and capable of functioning for a few hours, or they might know that I might be in bed, not able to even like raise my arms up. So they know the the like ups downs and how this goes for the record changing. for the record this is being recorded while she is <laughs> sitting in bed i am laying here kind of half draped across the bed as we're, we're recording this so seriously if we had like more frightened spouses or a difference in gender preference yes we'd probably never get away with half of this shit but. i do remember the one time one of your kids <laughs> one of her kids friends came in on us when we were in here talking and she couldn't get out of bed so I came in here and sat on the edge of the bed to talk to her and they came in and were they talking to us. They seriously thought so much more. They, the kids think we're like us older people are much more interesting because we have so much more freedom than yeah. they have. No, I'm sorry, all of you. It, it doesn't get more fun and free. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if I preferred, if I didn't prefer men over women, I think our spouses might be a little concerned about how much time we spend they in her might. bed. But I... <laughs> concerned my 
husband's going to switch teams just because your you and your husband are so good at like cooking. Like every time we go over and there's the husbands and they're all making these great drinks and food, Stu just kind of looks over at me and I'm like, I- I'm going to lose you eventually. You have like a fourth husband over there. God, no, I don't need any more. <laughs> Two husbands is enough. Thank you. Um, so back to our story. <laughs> no, it was way um, more fun. So the one thing that's probably the hardest thing for me being around family. Like re-educating everyone? Yeah. Having to be, having to not just enjoy my vacation, but being an educator and being the person that goes, okay, you know, if you give me that dairy, I'm going to be in your bathroom for the next 48 hours and you're <laughs> not going to be able to use it. <laughs> Do you really want to listen to me going, ah, it hurts, it hurts all the time. Um, just, it kind of mentally prepare yourself for the fact that you're probably going to have to educate at least one person because okay, they're going to step in and say, if you're mentally not able to prepare yourself to deal with this bullshit, don't feel free not to like what other people it's think. It's not of my you, job to educate you. I, I, I always love the quote. What other people think of you is none of your fucking business. So if they need to think you are fake, whatever they need to do that you need to walk away from to feel okay about yourself, you have all of our permission to walk away. Definitely. I don't know if there's a way to completely admit, like if someone is actually genuinely wanting to know how to make your life better, genuinely curious and wanting to like just understand, that's a much different conversation than someone who is actively trying to not believe you. And that is not something that you are responsible for. That's correct. Yeah. Like I said, when I'm talking about educating people, there's people that just like don't understand like, oh, well, why can't you do this? And then they're just, they're actually curious. They don't Mm want to, they're not being rude about it. Like, ugh. That's a perfectly good bed. Why can't you use it? Um, it's too high. I can't climb up off that because coming down off that might make me fall and hurt myself. Allah. Or dislocate like somebody I know. Who? What? No, you. there also is the lovely joy of Facebook and Instagram. Oh, but I saw you walking around the other day on Instagram. <laughs> you were out walking around the lake on Facebook. I saw you, like, check in at this mall. Like, why can't you do this now? So there's... There's people that might make some very wild leaps, and if you want to, like, try to explain, and if it's obvious that they are really dead set on their opinions, you've got to survive. Joking if they can't take a fuck. See, I put in there that you need to, like, have a hotel room to avoid jail time, and you said I was being mean. (laughs) This is what I mean when I'm saying, like, hey, if you want to have a hotel room, it is important if you're dealing with family and you know it's going to be complicated and stressful that you are going to need to survive beyond this family vacation. Yes. You need and family reunions. to emotionally survive, and jail time is not the way to do that. So I am all for making sure you have a place to go back to, to quietly hole up and reevaluate and decide whether you want to keep staying on, if you need to just mm, calm down, breathe. If, if you want to keep being related to these people. <laughs> that. Um, not so, that we're talking about our families, no, of no, course. We're trying no, to help no. all of you out. Right, that's it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, so traveling to another country. So yeah, traveling outside of your native country. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're traveling to a country that's different, that uses a different language than your own, one of the things that I have um, stumbled upon and used heavily is Google Translate. Um, because I have a dairy allergy, I will um, go... I've, I've been lucky enough, I know people around the world that speak different languages, that I've had natives translate all mine, but I've had them translate... I'm allergic to dairy, I cannot have milk, butter, and I list off all the things that I, I, you know, that are included in that list of things I can't have, and then have them translated into the local language. I print it out on, like, 
eight times on an uh, eight and a half by 11 sheet, so just two columns of four, then I laminate it and I cut it apart. And I, I Kinko's laminates it, it's only like two bucks. Cut and, out, and then I keep that in my wallet. So every time I go out to eat, when I, if it's a, like when we're in Italy, I hand that to the waiter. That way they can help me guide, help guide me to something that is safe for me to eat. Or, you know, they can, you know, like places like the EU, it's been really great in the EU because they have mandated that menus have to have allergen information on them or have an allergen book that they can bring out that you can look and, okay, this has this, 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 and this. But not every place has those things uh, around the world that I've traveled. And so it's good to have, like I said, these little cards. Or if you have a phrase like, oh, I, I dislocate, um, I need help, I need this, have those things handy so that, you know, you can tell someone. I want the stick figure for I dislocate where it just gives a broken stick figure. Yeah. Problem is, is you'd need one with every little thing dislocated everywhere to prove. Like, then you just sculpture. point and go, this one's dislocated. See, I'm decorative. I'm not functional. <laughs> you need you need a stick figure with a, it's dislocated here. And put little stars on it or something. I don't know. Okay, so back to seriousness. Um, you made a great point, which is to have the hard copy. I am someone who relies on technology. I fucking love technology. Me too. If you too. want proof, go ahead and look at our the blog post from last week where I did a whole ode to technology and why it's so important for Spanish like us. Um, but... That can be spotty usage. Like, there are places yeah. where your cell phone is not going to work for translating. So to have that hard copy also, super important. But, like, my son's new phone, it's amazing. It's the new Google Pixel mm -hmm. 2 thing. And it has translate right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is, I, sorry, Apple, you are not stepping up. I might be switching over. <laughs> He's it's, glaring it's, it's, at me, it's, by it's the way. He, he forgets how much... It's not actually shown. So there's a lot of him sighing and ah, just like, snarkily glaring at me. That is not helpful well, for Part of that is because you like, you know, you, you say something like that and then it's like, but there are actually apps. Google has a translate app on iPhone too, but. It's not as native though. Like the nativeness mm -hmm. of it is. Okay. So here's like something that probably someone would not understand if you don't have thumbs that dislocate. That's been a fun new development, by the way. If you haven't seen, like I haven't been sketching as much. My thumbs are popping in and out, which makes it really hard to use apps that are non-native that if you, like, just pull up... Okay, so Siri, I feel like, is, like, the worst game of telephone ever. <laughs> like, it, I feel like it's just for entertainment, but my son's, like, little Google thing, I can just say what I mean, what I need, what directions, and it pulls it up, and I don't have to, like, click all over the place, I don't have to move my thumbs back and forth, and for me to hold, like, a phone... Yeah, it, it's, it's handy when you have uh, the entire, you know... Google thing behind you. Yes, I will agree. I, I just saying, yeah, for some people, I agree. this is like super, super awesome. I was agreeing with you. You know, you're the only person who can agree with me and sound like you were so fucking pissed off <laughs> that I have a point. Like, I'd expect that tone of voice from my teenager if he thought I was right about something, but it hasn't happened yet. He still doesn't think I'm right about anything. Maybe that's how that will sound. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are, there are a lot of really good resources out there for disabled travel. Um, everything from traveling with a wheelchair, traveling with uh, allergies, stuff like this. So and I've got. I wonder, does like Airbnb have a section where you can check for? I don't. No, oh, I don't any think of our so. Tech people listening, please check this out. I will actually look this up right after. I just thought of that when you were saying this. Like, it seems like Airbnb, if any of those sites would have, like, I think there is a traveling. I think there is you a. You talk. I will Google. 
I'm Googling. I, Not I, safariing. I am Googling. It wouldn't be safariing anyway. Um, the only other search engine really is Bing. So, or DuckDuckGo or something like that. So you would be doing one of those, not sparring. I was different. trying to get you to keep talking. To keep I am talking. In this podcast, not just snarking back at me, which I guess is what like, lots of people like. You but... snark at me all the time. Don't give me that. Um, so anyway, we will have lots of links for various resources for travel, both uh, domestic and foreign. Um, oh, sorry. No, Airbnb. Oh, you guys step up to the plate. Get like something going here. You guys have some trouble here. There's a whole bunch of articles about Airbnb having an ADA problem and that disabled people are being turned away at a much higher rate than so. And I seem to remember that there is a, you can search for uh, accessible accommodations, but the problem with Airbnb on that is that they're using people's houses and the house, if the house isn't um, ADA compliant, then that's really not something Airbnb can control? No, but what they could do is they could make it in their search database so you could search for ADA compliant homes. I was thinking there was that in there, but I guess not. Not finding it. Okay. So, hey, Airbnb or any of you tech people that want to, like, make a lot of money really quick, start an app like this where you can search by, like, start a just really cool, very good UI app for people who are traveling who are disabled so that you can check hotels by ADA compliance. That you could check, like seriously, this is thing is not existing. So anyone in Silicon Valley listening, anyone who has access to Swift and understands, or if there is one that you know about that we don't know about, please let us know in the oh, comments. Seriously, put in the comments. But if we have any people from Airbnb listening who work Which, on this app, I actually have a friend that works at Airbnb. I will actually ask about that. Yeah, that seems like a real like if they want a lot more people using their service, that's, that's that would really increase their business. The stuff but, we're talking uh, about is not like to decrease businesses. We're giving you guys ideas. The problem with that is, is that the person who lists their house lists what it has and hasn't doesn't have, and someone could list it as being ADA compliant, and it's not. That's the one thing I see with that that might be a problem. Because I don't know, because what they have is they have that new, like, Airbnb certifies, that they have their certified mm -hmm, residents, mm -hmm. so they can also do, uh, if they're certifying already and sending someone out, they can do that for ADA. Maybe. We'll see. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll actually inquire with my friend who works there. Yeah. Good idea. So, Yay, Silicon Valley. Just yes. saving us all. <laughs> um, so, um, that was what I had. Um, and I'm sure, you know, there's a whole bunch of you who listen. And he, there's a lot of you who listen from other countries. And thank you so much, by the way. I love that this podcast is better traveled than I am. Uh, but That let doesn't us take much. You are such an ass today. Why are you so mean to me? He comes here and I like barely get to the front door dragging my sad little broken foot. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you already saw how broken that foot is. Her her, her big dog. My wolf. <laughs> decided that he wanted to sit on it. He His idea is human does not stand and walk well. Therefore, I will keep human from standing and walking. This is very <laughs> simple. <laughs> yes, I get all the way over here to let you in to be mean to me. Yes. Jeez. All right. Fine. But you know, um, so, to be fair, how many times have you come over to my house when I've made dinner and you've been mean to me? I have so, not been. I, you, oh, whatever. Mm, anyway, <laughs> our Desi and Lucy's show is over. <laughs> um, but for our wonderful people who listen to us on other continents, other countries, um, please put in the comments or you know tweet out at us what it's like to travel for you guys. What? Yeah. What, what kind do of things you, do you yeah. have to deal with when, especially when you come here? 
oh yeah, please give us the other perspective of like someone traveling to the U.S. Yes. I mean, we're right here by San Francisco, and um, we've gone to New York many times, and Seattle, and some other of the big hubs. What's this like for you guys? Because I have plenty to bitch and moan about about ADA compliance in San Francisco. Oh yeah, yeah, lots, so much fun, and we have a new mayor. I should. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. London Breed. Yay, London! I hope. I think. Yeah, I like we'll to see. consider. <laughs> All right, so please tweet at us, comment us. We've gotten so many nice people saying nice things about us yes. on iTunes. Sharing us and saying really nice things to us on iTunes is one of the nicest things y'all can do. Also, real quick before we go, I want to give a shout out to the um, Chronic Pain um, slash Reddit uh, Reddit slash our Chronic Pain group for uh, taking me in, making me feel welcome. And, um, and giving him a new obsession to like type at me about, you need to go on Reddit. What's Reddit? <laughs> well, the, so one of the person, people in the group, they started a Discord server, which is basically a chat server. Um, and I've been in there chatting with people who have chronic pain issues and finding out stuff. And I've, I've turned them on to our podcast. And it's been good because since Scott started working away from the house, I'm home alone all day. And it's nice mm-hmm. to occasionally have someone to just chat with. So I want to give a shout out to Not them. Not me. He doesn't call me up to chat. Actually, I do try and call you up to chat. You just never answer your phone. I don't have my phone near me. Yeah. See here? That, that she says I don't call, <laughs> but then she says she didn't have her phone near her. So. I hate talking. <laughs> I know. See? You can text me. Texting is good. <laughs> we have a very nice person who texts me all the time just to see how I'm doing, and it's lovely. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> I think that's it for this time. Oh, no, actually, I wanted to read, someone was really sweet, and um, I just wanted to read out one from Jen Hairstylist, and wrote a wonderful five-star review on iTunes. Please keep sending those. We love them. Uh, Discovering this podcast has been a lifesaver. It really resonates with me. Um, Suffering a chronic pain can make you feel so alone, but when I tune in, I feel like I am right there in the room with them. It is so real and down-to-earth. I get a lot of laugh-out-loud moments. Monica is hilarious and raw. And it's just what the doctor ordered. Oh, nothing about you. I'm so sorry, Karis. I'm hilarious and raw, though. Uh, No matter what kind of day I'm having, listening to this podcast always gets me out of my head and into a better place. It's empowering. It makes me feel so connected. Thank you, Monica and Karis. Jen, hairstyles, you rock. We love you. Um, That's everything we do this podcast for. Remember how she said she never disses me, but she just did right there? Oh, but I did it so cute. Uh, Okay. So, So thank you again. Uh, everyone for listening and uh, until next time be kind be gentle and be a badass do you like how I got the be kind part he's really trying to remind me (laughs) be kind be gentle and be a badass I'll try to remember it this next time Uh (laughs) uh-huh bye y'all